You're listening to the About Consent Podcast, episode number three. Welcome to About Consent, the podcast that sparks conversations about creating consent culture, boundary repair, sexual empowerment, orgasm equality, and raising a new sexually conscious and consent-empowered generation. This is a safe, shame-free, judgment-free zone where both survivors and those who support survivors are welcome. I'm your host, Rosalia Rivera. We are in a holding pattern from me too to what now? Because there's no clear direction as to how we can, as a culture, find true resolution. The Me Too movement was the catapult that was needed to bring undeniable awareness to an issue that has been going on since the beginning of time, that those in power abuse those who are disempowered, in this case, the majority being women and youth being the disempowered. The good news is that we are at a tipping point. Me Too helped us to reach a critical point where we could shine a light on the power dynamics that created rape culture and why it has been allowed to flourish for so long. This was evident with the hashtags like Time's Up, Believe Survivors, and Galladitas No More. But beyond hashtags and beyond speaking up and sharing our stories, what else can we do to create change? We educate ourselves and the new generations that are growing up in this new era. We are in an era where culture continues to give sexually mixed messages to its youth, and the results of these mixed messages can be seen in the statistics. For example, every 92 seconds, an American is sexually assaulted. Younger people are at highest risk of sexual violence, ages 12 to 34. One out of every six American women has been a victim of an attempted or completed rape in her lifetime. One in 10 rape victims are male, and 21 of TGQN, that's transgender, genderqueer, and non-conforming college students have been sexually assaulted. The stats go on and on. So how does education play a role in solving this issue when so many parents can't even bring themselves to talk about this very important topic in depth with their children? Why aren't parents teaching their kids about boundaries and consent beyond the one or two talks about stranger danger? Perhaps they think it's the job of the educational system. Teachers in school should teach this as part of sex ed? How does one teach this subject matter to teens without squirming at the idea of having to talk to their sons or daughters about sex in the first place, right? That's probably what you're thinking. I've thought about this at length, and in part because I'm a survivor, but also because I'm the proud mother of three very kind and empathetic self-identified boys. And almost three years ago, I started grappling with how to prevent my children from ever being sexually abused, teaching them how to respect the boundaries of others so that they become men that respect the rights of all, 
and doing it without being triggered myself so that I can ensure they become empowered. You see, my own story is one of boundary violations starting at age 10, then again at age 17, and later in my young adult life barely escaping some very sketchy situations. I was raised by a strong immigrant mujer doing her best to navigate a new, much more liberal culture. A culture in which the media was, and still is, saturated by images of objectified female bodies and toxic masculinity. I know this terrified my mom. She was raised a good Catholic woman believing that sex was sinful and that showing desire of any kind was dangerous. You see, my mother is also a survivor. She was raped by her teacher at the age of 14. So her fear of her children being assaulted in one way or another at some point in their life, it went deep. It meant trust no one. And so instead of teaching us about consent, sexual or otherwise, something that was never taught to her and really was a foreign concept, she overprotected us, like most good mothers would, right? We grew up in a strict, no sleepover at friends' houses policy. There were at least a dozen social activities that we were not allowed to do for fear that something could happen to us. But she was also fearful of sexuality and had no idea of how to talk about it because she was ill-equipped and could barely bring herself to even say the word sex. So I went into the world very naive about consent, boundaries, and sexuality. And so did my siblings. Life's lessons were challenging. You see, I've come to learn over time that everyone in my family had been touched by sexual violence or abuse. For me, luckily, I was the least harmed, and I took a clinical view and wanted to learn more about sexuality and about sexual abuse, what caused it, what harm it did to survivors, and how to heal it. I actually went to university to become a sex therapist so that I could help sexual abuse survivors heal. But in my third year, I left to pursue a career that wasn't so triggering. Yet through my life, this issue has followed me, pulling at me to say, this is your fight. So almost three years ago, I found myself fully confronted with this issue, both because of the Me Too movement and because I had the job of raising three beautiful little boys and protecting them from ever having to say me too, or causing someone else to have to say it. As I did the research and took the courses and started implementing what I learned, I realized that most parents are not teaching this as part of their child's personal and social education. They were teaching about stranger danger. They were teaching about not touching private parts. Though still being afraid to call those private parts by their anatomically correct names, but they were overprotecting instead of empowering. They were saying respect others, but not respecting the rights of their own kids. So it got me thinking, and thinking, 
We tell kids that their bodies are their own, but we don't honor it. For example, parents might force kids to give a hug or a kiss to family members when greeting them, even if the child prefers not to. Parents tell their child that they have to brush their hair, but never ask if it's okay for them to brush their hair. Parents dismiss their child's physical or emotional responses to pain as overdramatic, which is really just teaching them not to trust their own emotions and bodies. Parents don't educate kids about the rights they have over their bodies, unalienable rights, tangible rights about how their bodies are their own property and no one else's, no matter the level of authority or power the other person may have. These are concepts that have to be taught and unpacked over time. These are parenting shifts that have to be made. Parents must stop treating children like property that belong to them and empower them with the concepts of body autonomy and agency, concepts that are at the heart of consent. I mean, if we are to create consent culture where everyone is undeniably aware of each other's rights and respect each other's boundaries, we must communicate this to them on an ongoing basis as the child develops because their awareness develops. If we can't communicate it, then how can we expect our children to learn how to communicate their boundaries when they're young and vulnerable, and then later when they're adults? If we don't actively teach children how to develop, implement, and uphold boundaries, how will they learn to do this on their own? So here's my invitation to you. Educate yourself about consent. Educate yourself on how to develop, implement, and uphold your own boundaries. Then learn how to teach that to your children. There are amazing educators, books, programs, all available to you with the click of a button. I mean, we are in the internet age. So I invite you to weave these concepts into the fabric of your parenting style. I invite you to talk to the adults in your life that interact with your child and let them know about your new parenting shifts and about how you want to create consent culture in your community. I invite you to talk to your school about implementing a consent education program for all students as a supplementary education to what you teach at home. It's not just about putting this in the hands of other people. And I invite you to ask your local library to carry books about body safety, boundaries, and consent, to look for consent allies in your friend circles and within your extended family. And most importantly, I invite you to respect the rights of your child and to model it so that they can learn from your actions. I truly believe that we can create seismic change just by making simple shifts that will empower us and the next generation. We have a tremendous opportunity to become consent-empowered humans, actively helping to create consent culture for us today and for generations to come. I am truly on a mission to create consent culture, not just for the future and for adults, 
but I am on a mission to eradicate child sexual abuse the way we eradicated polio. So if you're with me, I invite you to make these shifts, to start educating yourself and educating the next generation. Thanks for listening to the About Consent podcast. I stand for consent culture, shame-free sexual literacy, orgasm equality, and our right to freedom and truth. If you stand for this too, be sure to subscribe. And I would be most grateful if you took one minute to post a five-star rating and review on iTunes so that others may also find this information. Share this podcast with everyone you know so we can start to create consent culture one conversation at a time. My friends, the revolution is here. Get on board.